Hey everyone, welcome to a very special episode of the Let's Be Real podcast, because we all know today was Oscar Day, so this is what we're going to be covering. And wow, what a show that was, a lot of uh, sweeps and surprises throughout that show. I'm joined here by James, how you doing lad? I was doing, I was doing okay until I had some Burger King just now, <laughs> and I'm just trying to fight through it, it's not that great right now. <laughs> Uh, besides that, I got a little bit of a little bit of a sniffle. So if you hear me sniffling throughout the show, uh, that's just me just get bat- battling through <laughs> it. I'm going through the walls right now. But besides that, I enjoyed the Oscars and I'm ready to talk about it. How let's, are you? I was about to say let's get to it. But <laughs> <laughs> how are you though, man? Yeah, I'm all good. The BK is not killing me, so uh, yeah, you survived. I'm fine, I yeah. survived the BK. Don't get a whopper, Junior. <laughs> I'll probably suffer later tomorrow. <laughs> Nine BK. <laughs> All right, so here on the Let's Real podcast, we like to bring you all the latest and greatest news from the entertainment industry, ranging from blockbuster hits to indie flicks. We've got it all covered. And if you're a real movie buff, be sure to check out moviegains.com for even more exciting content like box office stats, Oscar predictions, and 4K reviews. So today we'll be going through um majority of the um, Oscar nominees and the winners, and we'll just pretty much be dissecting um Yeah. If- if the winners were right, in our opinion. In our opinion. Keep it our opinion. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are a few categories that we won't be covering. They are documentary short, live action short, animated short film, international film, and documentary feature. This is due to the both of us not seeing many of those films in those categories. Yeah. All right. So let's get to the Oscars review right, roundup. Let's do it. First category is best sound. So the nominees for this was All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, The Batman, Elvis, and Top Gun Maverick. And the winner was Top Gun Maverick. James, deserved? Yeah, I, th- I think it's definitely deserved. Um, I think with something like Avatar The Way of Water, I think that might be a little bit more deserving just because of the uniqueness and just creating new sound for almost everything there. Yeah. Well, Top Gun's based on real sounds. I think you just feel the sound more and it has a bit more depth with Top Gun and, and then the mixing of it all and, and in terms of like a the way it's tightly edited, I think it does deserve it. But there, there are deserving ones here as well. Something like the Batman, I think, could have taken it. Elvis obviously has very impressive mixing, but, you know, you can't complain with Top Gun. Top Gun, yeah. And I think it was its only win as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think I can't recall it when anything Yeah, else. which is uh, sad, but it breaks my heart. <laughs> you were hoping for that be, uh, best picture one, weren't you? A little bit of an upset would have been nice. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with you on that. Um, yeah. I think Top Gun was, I think it was the most deserving film, just the way they captured the sounds of the jet planes and whatnot. 100%. And yeah. even like the gunshots from the planes. I think that was um, really good. Um, Definitely. I think Elvis did stand a good chance as well, mm. just just because musicals are pretty well known for this sort of stuff recently. Yeah, yeah, they, they always do well on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, Top Gun. All right, the next category is Best Makeup and Hairstyling. So the nominees for this category was All Quiet on the Western Front, The Batman, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Elvis, and The Whale. And the winner for this one was The Whale. The Whale. I don't, I don't agree with this one, I think. Simply because it is just uh, Brendan Fraser in just one yeah. room, I think. Um, not to say the work isn't good. It's just that that's the only work. Yeah. Uh, well, that's like prominent, obviously. I do hairstyling for all the other actors and whatnot. But like, 
Yeah, it's just for that. And I think with everyone else, um, such as Elvis, you know, he, he's, he's always got different hairstyles and the makeup's everywhere. It's just like that's got a lot and it's like kind of more versatile and used differently. I think something like that where along with, you know, the Batman as well yeah. and with All Quiet on the Western Front, you're just getting a lot more and a lot more different characters and different spaces, different lighting needs to capture it and whatnot. So I don't agree with the world winning, but what they did with Brendan Fraser, I think it's really impressive and compelling. Yeah. yeah what about you? Yeah. I was sort of hoping that Batman would would have taken it out. It was mm. either between Batman or Elvis for me. Um, mainly for Batman was just because Colin Farrell is literally unrecognizable yeah. as the Penguin. So the makeup on that is just absolutely fantastic. Very good, yeah. Um, but yeah, pretty much all the points you said about Elvis is pretty much spot on. Oh, just a quick oh. question though. Mm-hmm. Brendan Fraser as the whale um, or the the Batman, um, Colin Farrell's penguin, mm-hmm. who do you think was better or had better prosthetics and makeup? I'm probably going to go Colin Farrell. Oh, really? Yeah. I would say Colin Farrell as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was just more impressive. Yeah. That nah. They managed to change like an, the look of someone else to someone completely different. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, Right, the next category is Best Production Design. And the nominees for this was All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, Babylon, Elvis, and The Fablemans. And the winner for this one was All Quiet on the Western Front. All right, well, I haven't seen Babylon or The Fablemans, unfortunately. The Fablemans um, is actually a pretty decent film. Yeah, and no, I really do want to watch it. Um, and, and I will before we do our like, top movies of the year and whatnot. Um but what I've seen from Babylon, I don't know how All Quiet is beating it. From what I've seen from Elvis, I mean, sure. it's Elvis is good. I, I don't think it's that great. I think, I think Avatar here is the best, best production design in terms of how it integrates its uh, CG alongside all of everything else. I think yeah. it's just really, really well done. All Quiet on the Western Front is just... It's it's good, but it's something we've seen before lots of times, and um, really recently as well, nineteen seventeen. It, it, it's it's no different to it, really. Yeah. Um, I, I I do think this is not the, not the right choice. Um, I haven't seen Babylon yet, but uh, the little snippets I've seen, I think it should have won it. Um, and based on people's reactions, but I'll I'll, I'll see it and make up my own judgment. But yeah, all quiet was good. It wasn't. Wasn't the best of the year, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I'm on the same boat as you on that one. Mm. Um, I probably would have given it to Elvis just because, like, yeah. all those different concerts and shows that mm. we saw throughout the film, they all like didn't seem the same. Yeah, yeah. So there's I, a lot to it. Eh? Yeah, yeah. So I think Elvis probably should have taken that out over All Quiet on the Western Front because, like you said, um, yeah. we get war movies pretty much every every year that's very similar. World War Two. They're just yeah, they're very yeah. cinematic and yeah. I mean yeah. like. I feel bad for like Elvis and Fablemans, bro. They got no wins at all. And they got oh, loads yeah. of like nominations. Nominees, yeah. yeah. It's so sad to see, but all quiet and everything everywhere have to win. Pretty much. <laughs> they, they were the big boys of uh, this oh, year. Yeah. All right. The next one is Best Original Score. So the nominees for this one was All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, The Banshees of Inanshurin. Is that how you say it? Inanshurin. Inanshurin. All right. I'll all try to right. remember that for next time. I doubt Inception. it, bro. <laughs> Everything, everywhere, all at once, and the Fablemans, and the winner for this one was All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh really? Oh wow, another one. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I've, I've actually listened to the Babylon score um, just because I love uh, Justin Hurwitz stuff. When him and Damien Chazelle team up, it's always like a work of art. And so I've listened to it. And granted, I don't know how it fits in with the, the movie, but it's easily the best of the year. Have you seen Babylon yet? No, I haven't. Nah, it's too long. It, it, yeah, yeah, it's very long. But um, no, Babylon is very good, and all quite on the Western Front's not even the best here. I think it's, I think it's good. Um, how the Batman's better than All Quiet on the Western Front for score. It's, I agree. It's a bizarre choice for it to even be nominated. I think. Yeah. Because whenever All Quiet on the Western Front was winning these, mm-hmm. it just played like it's three beats. It's a, I don't, I don't know how it goes now, but it's yeah. just the same theme. And it's pretty bland. It's nothing special. Not creative. Yeah, 1917, Dunkirk, the recent war moves, they've all been better in terms of score. This is really nothing special, in my opinion. I don't think it really deserved to win. Yeah. I thought um, the Fable ones, if it wasn't Babylon, then um, the Fable ones was going to take that out. Did they have a good score? Yeah, I really enjoyed the score on that oh, one. Oh, because John Williams, yeah. Yeah. Would have been nice to see him get another one. Yeah. Especially like, considering that he's... He's like 81, I think. Yeah, he'll be retiring soon. Or I'm pretty sure yeah. he said that. Either, I'm not sure if it's this film, but mm. one of the upcoming oh, films man, is going to be his last. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's 81. Yeah, they keep making jokes about it. There's also, you know, the dad in uh, Everything Everywhere? Yeah. He's 94. Is he 94? Yeah. The dude <laughs> wow. looks like 55. Like, <laughs> Yeah, because they just randomly mentioned it. I was like, 94. That is the best looking 94-year-old I've ever seen in my life. When you say the dad, you mean like Michelle Yeoh's character's dad, eh? Yes, yeah, 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 yep. So yeah, that's a fun little fact there. Yeah, (laughs) but yeah, I I thought the Fablemans um could have given a a run for its money. I Mm. I definitely think it's better than All Quiet. Yeah, um, that's for sure. Mm. All right, next one is the best one, best animated feature. (laughs) (laughs) The nominees was um. I didn't, I'm not even going to try to attempt to say his first name, so I'm just going to say Del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. And the winner was Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Your Pinocchio. favorite movie ever, of by the way time. you talk about it. Bro, always, it's a great film. It's always going off about Pinocchio for some reason. Um, but I can't be mad at it. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of the movie. Uh I thought it was pretty – I thought it was just it was just fine. Um, I think the technical side of it, the, the animation, I think that is a masterful work of art. Yeah. In terms of the animation itself, it is by far one of the best animated things I've ever seen. Um, just, yeah, just so much effort into every single frame. So as an animated feature, it deserves to win. I'm not mad about it at all. Story is – it's good, but it didn't blow me away or anything. Uh, but I, I don't, I, I wouldn't want it to beat Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, which is the one that I'm obviously rooting for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I have a soft spot for <laughs> Puss in Boots. So I, it would have been nice to see that one. Or yeah, or Marcel would have been equally as fine for me. It's, it's a strong category this year. It is. Yeah. It's nice to see that it's not like, Pretty much a Pixar or Disney film, given it, if you you know, like how they just dominate this category. Yeah, none of them are, except for Turning Red. Turning Red, and that's the weakest of the bunch. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm happy. Yeah. yeah, I'm happy. Pinocchio won. Like, yeah, it was probably one of my favorite films of this year. Mm. Um, if I had to pick another one, it'd definitely be Puss in Boots, because that film is just god here. 
Yeah, it is great. <laughs> Memes and all. Memes and all. <laughs> all right, so the next one is Best Original Song. So the nominees for this was Applause, Tell It Like a Woman, Hold My Hand, Top Gun Maverick, Lift Me Up, Black Panther, We're Kind of Forever, Natu Natu, Triple R, or RRR. Triple R. <laughs> and This Is A Life from Everything Everywhere All At Once. And the winner was Natu Natu from Triple R. Oh, this one, I felt like this was a really, really weak year for Best Original Song. Mm. None of these have really stuck with me. Maybe hold my hand for Top Gun Maverick just because that's all I'd hear on the radio at work constantly. Yeah. Since they play The Breeze. That's one of the shows. <laughs> yeah, and it, it always played. Um, so it's a good song. Lift Me Up by Rihanna for Black Panther Kind of Forever. It's a good song. Um, I can't really recall this as a life. Um, but I know I'd never heard Natu Natu before the Oscars and they did like the uh, performance of it. It's it's a banger of a song. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm happy that winning. I've never seen the movie. Um, I'd like to see the movie because I've heard some really interesting stuff about it. But yeah, the, the song's a ban- banger, so I'm not angry at it at all for, <laughs> for winning this one. Yeah. I, I've, I've never heard of this song before, so, yeah. so I can't really judge on that. Give it a listen. <laughs> I'll see. <laughs> um, I really thought um, either Hold My Hand or Lift Me Up was going to win. Um, mm. I would have probably picked um, Lift Me Up um, to win that one. I think that's the one I heard the most yeah. <laughs> since um, Black Panther released mm. um, on radio. It's an interesting winner, eh? Having an RRR. That's its only nomination. And it I, th- I think it didn't even get nominated for um, international film either. So. We'll just get nominated in one category and win it. I think that's pretty interesting. It's nice to see all these international films starting to come through in their work. Yeah, yeah. you suddenly get recognized on credit now, not based on the country that it starts in. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Next category is Best Film Editing. And the nominees are The Banshees Banshees of Inertion. 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 Damn it. Elvis. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick. And the winner for this was Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. This is a stupid win, honestly. (laughs) Top Gun Maverick absolutely deserves the win. (laughs) I I don't think there's much of a debate for this one. I I I think Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, winning this is part of its sweep and just getting all the Academy voters on on one side. And what you can see here, it's just... Or quiet, or everything, everywhere. Yeah. Um, but you no, know, I think Top Gun deserves this one. Like, sure, it's just planes flying around, but to be able to, you know, edit it in such a way that builds such intensity and tension throughout planes flying around, and to be able to, you know, capture like the geographical location of where they are, what they're doing at what yeah. time, and the timings of it all. It's all done through editing. With bad editing, that movie comes out pretty poor. It's one. It's just one of those movies that relies so heavily on editing to be effective, and that's what makes it masterful in that way. Everything, everywhere. I think it's it's edited nicely, but like it's it's not like we're watching like wow, that's edited really well. That was something yeah. I had with Top Gun. Um, this just reminds me when Dunkirk lost out on um, editing. I think it won editing, maybe, but. It had high competition from something that didn't need to be there. And it's it's just one of those movies that rely on editing so hard that it should win it. And 
Everything Everywhere All at Once is not mm. that film. I agree I with know. you on that. <clears throat> I, th- I thought Top Gun. Yeah. Sorry, I just put my glass down. I think <laughs> Top Gun should have won that. Um, especially just the way that it cuts between each plane, like the pilots in the planes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like there's not too many of those cuts all mm. rapidly. It's just like perfectly cut and you can yeah. still capture the emotions and the tension yeah, that's happening on screen. You just know everything that's happening despite yeah. so much going on at times. Yeah. Like even if you, the camera's on one um, one pilot, you know what the other pilot's like going through just based on the dialogue and yeah, what yeah. we saw before. It's so cut. clean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything everywhere all at once did have a good editing um, mm. bit at, near the end where it was like um, cutting between each of the universes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To like build up to the final moment. Yeah, no, That was probably the best yeah. editing in that in that film, but yeah. I Top- think, yeah. With Top Gun, it's like the COVID movie. So they had like three years to edit that movie. So that's probably <laughs> that's why it's true. so good. It should win for that alone. That's true. <laughs> um, all right. Next category is Best Costume Design. And the nominees for this one was Babylon, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. <laughs> I don't know why I laughed at that. And the winner was Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Oh, oh everything did not sweep. Mrs. Harris <laughs> Goes to Paris did not win. Oh, so disappointed. <laughs> uh, no, Everything Everywhere shouldn't have won this one. Um, it didn't. Why, why is Black Panther Wakanda Forever winning? Just <laughs> why? It, it makes zero sense to me at this point. Um, the costume? Pardon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, sure, it's it's good, but it's it's no good than, like, or no better than, like, half, not half the movies. It's, it's in the top percentile for sure. But, like, yeah. Elvis? Yeah, I How? think like, that, that Black Panther is definitely a huge upset over Elvis. Yeah, and, uh, like... The first Black Panther won Best Costume Design, mm-hmm. and it's very good. And Wakanda Forever is very good with its costume design, but if you compare Black Panther and Wakanda Forever, like, it's there's not much of a difference. You, it's just the same thing. Is Black Panther just meant to win this category every time it comes out for doing the exact same thing? Like, the first Black Panther sets cultures and it sets, like, its tribes and... It establishes everything within Wakanda and the MCU. This movie does nothing special with its costumes that's different from the last. This is a stupid, stupid win. I'm sorry to say it, it is. I mean, at Alvis, you know, you're, you're capturing a fashion icon there. And 100%. the costume design, not just from him, but, 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 but his wife and, and the manager, it's all just very, very well done. Even everything everywhere, you know, through the multiverse and stuff like that. Yeah. It, it's wildly creative and versatile. It's better than Black Panther Wakanda Forever. But it, it, Wakanda Forever deserves a nomination, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, no, this one annoyed me. Not to win. Yeah, I definitely thought Elvis was going to win this one. I mean, mm. the costuming from Elvis is literally what Elvis would wear. So I scratch my eyes. <laughs> it's definitely st- man. The, people are always on a ride whenever they listen to this podcast. Eh? Just like, what the hell is? There's going no on? moth today, so I think yet, we're winning right now. Yet, there's yeah. no moth. Wait till it gets dark. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought Elvis was the clear winner here. The costuming and or the costuming design in that is just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's definitely the heavy hitter of this entire category. Mm. Um, you're right. I would have had everything everywhere all at once in second. 
over Black Panther as well. Yeah. Just because each universe did not look the same. It was like all different. Mm-hmm. But yep, Black Panther won. So I guess we have to move on. Just suck it up. <laughs> yep. Best visual effects, which is pretty much a given, I think. As soon as I read out these nominees, the <laughs> nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, The Batman, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, and Top Gun Maverick. And the winner is, of course, Avatar The Way of Water. Oh, I thought you were going to say Black Panther Wakanda Forever there. <laughs> oh, wouldn't be surprised. Sure. I would have ended it all if Black Panther won this. I wouldn't be here on talking on this podcast right now. I, th- I think if any MCU film wins best visual effects from this current phase, then I would join you on that. I don't know, man. That that Little Mermaid teaser came out today, that, the new trailer. That could, that could win it. You never know. <laughs> never say never. <laughs> oh, God, please no. Um, but no, yeah, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Obviously did not deserve – I don't even know why it's nominated. Um, and Talking Maverick doesn't deserve to be there. It's way too practical for it, the CGI to be considered. Yeah. Um, same, same with All Quiet on the Western Front. I th- The Batman and Avatar, obviously the best ones of the year. And, you know – there's just no competition here. Yeah. It, it, there's nothing else to say. Avatar, yeah. I would have lost my mind if anything else won. I was I was getting worried for a second as well. So thank God the Academy still has some integrity and Avatar The Way of Water won. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're a film that releases on the same year as Avatar and you want to compete for visual effects, <laughs> like you better just delay, <laughs> delay your film or um, push it forward, I guess. But yeah, this was pretty much a given ever since that. Not even since... The trailer came out ever since it was just like first announced, like had its release date. It was just like, yep, visual effects winner right here, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. Put your and house on it. Avatar 3, you, you already know who's winning that visual effects. It's, just, yep. it's always the same. Yep, <laughs> put your house on it. Avatar 3. All right, next category is Best Cinematography. Nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. And the winner for this one was All Quiet on the Western Front. This one's a tough one. I've been thinking about it throughout the week because this category is very, very poor. It's very weak um, in terms of cinematography. Um, I've seen half a tar, unfortunately. I fell asleep. The cinematography is, it's fine. It's nothing impressive. Yeah. Why, why is the Batman not? Nominated. No, you stole my talking point. Yeah, yeah. like no, no, genuinely. I mean, I've been seeing screen screen caps of it a lot lately. I'm like, wow, this is actually amazingly shot. I'm pretty and sure Roger Deakins. That's that what. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was just going to refer to. The king of cinematography said <laughs> that was the best of the year. Why isn't Top Gun Maverick here? Cinematography is about capturing the shot. You're on jets, F-18s, yeah. like. And to do it in that that way, it's impressive. Even Avatar, The Way of Water, it's amazingly shot. Despite the visual effects, it's it's gorgeous. Definitely. Especially that third act. Yeah, yeah. And I mean Elvis? Why is Elvis nominated? <laughs> like it's fine. All quiet on the Western Front. It's it it's really good. It's really good. But again, it's just so similar to everything I've seen in terms of those really cinematic brutal kind of war films. Yeah. And it, it doesn't hold a candle to uh, 1917. Yeah. There's nothing um, really interesting about the way this film was shot. It was just pretty much stock standard. At least with um, mm. 1917, you had like, you know, the 
Uh, one shot, the, yeah. The one shot, and then you also had like um, the whole, what's it called? Silhouette, when it's like burning and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that, that sort one. of stuff. Oh, it, it's crazy inventive of what it does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all quite, it's shot, it's shot really well. Like, yeah. you can't deny that. It's just, there's just, this could have been a very competitive category, but I think best cinematography, I think All Quiet is the best one here by far. Yeah. There's just so much that missed out on a nomination. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the winner in my head is and always will be the Batman. Yeah. <laughs> that, that like, ever since that trail off, that shot when the car flips over and it's just Batman walking upside down. Oh, it's crazy, like, yeah. We both see that, like, the cinematography in this is just fantastic. Absolutely. And for not to even get recognized, but, like, one of the greatest um, cinematographers said it was the best is just... The greatest. Yeah. I, would, I would say him as the greatest, yeah. yeah. It's just such a shame, and you're right, you spat it off like Avatar, the way of Water and Top Gun not being nominated, when they clearly are, like, all, be- all better than half, or all of these, in fact. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's a real... Real disappointing in this category this year. It's a handful of lies, is this category. Yes. Yes. <laughs> now, now on to the next one. I'm laughing because I just saw what the next uh, category is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this one. So the next one is Best Supporting Actress. And the nominees are Angela Bassett in Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Hong Chow in The Whale, Kiri Condon in The Banshees of... You got it. Immersion. Yeah, we'll go with that. Sweet. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once. And Stephanie Shu for Everything Everywhere All at Once. And the winner is Jamie Lee Curtis. Man. <laughs> oh, it's just like, I mean, I've complained about a few of these categories now and they're not massive complaints. It's just where my personal opinion comes into it. Yeah. And all of these things, they all relate to personal opinion. They are our personal opinions when we say what should win and what shouldn't win. Yeah. Um, I know for a fact Jamie Lee Curtis shouldn't win here. It, it is not a personal opinion. It's, it's just the truth. Why is she even nominated? I have no – I'm pretty sure anyone else in any other movie that released in 2022 could, that was in a supporting actress role should be nominated over Jamie Lee Curtis. But it's just yeah, – why – it's just – it shows the everything, everyone, all at once bias. And I refer back to uh, the other one where it won film editing. It's just a part of the bigger picture, which is obviously but we'll get to is, it winning is, best picture. The thing is that you can't really call this one biased because you have Stephanie Shaw in there, which was way, who was way better than Jamie Lee Curtis. So they could have at least yeah. given it to Stephanie. Someone more deserving. Yeah. Yes. But it's a legacy award. I, she doesn't have any wins. And now, now she's got a win. And so the Academy's given that to her. And kind of, it's just, I think it's just kind of like false praise for her contribution to cinema and the role she's played. Um, it's a really cheap win. Everyone here is better than her on this. Agreed. Um, even Angela Bassett, who, who was really great in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. No, no one holds a candle to, to fucking how bad Jamie Lee Curtis was. <laughs> nah, she, she, she's not bad, but like, it's just such a nothing role. Yeah. It's like Pretty she came much. in for a cameo one day and then nominated for it. I'd love to know her screen time in that film. I don't think it would be over like eight minutes. Oh, she has that like hot dog dance or... Uh, yeah. yeah. She barely says any words. Um, That's true, yeah. Yeah, Stephanie Hsu. She, I think she should have won it. Kiri Condon I thought was really great as well. Um, and Hong Chao for The Whale, of course, was really good too. 
all, all of them are good except for Jamie Lee Curtis, who's not bad. Just it's just a nothing role, and no one is more surprised about Jamie Lee Curtis winning than Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the footage of her when she when she won. She like freaked out. She's like, oh my gosh, like oh shut up. It was like how I read the lips, like because I think she's just sitting there being like, oh, okay, like. I got nominated. Let, let one of the ladies like take the win, and then she yeah. wins, and then she she got it. Um, <laughs> but her speech was really good, and, and it was heartwarming. So, you know, I think, yeah, I just, I, have no, I have no words. Yeah, yeah, I think we're all in the same boat. <laughs> I definitely would have given it to Stephanie Shu or even Hong Chow. I thought she was fantastic in she the whale. She was good, yeah, really, really good. But mm. yep, you've just pretty much spoke everything about <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis, and you didn't speak on my behalf. You spoke on the rest of the seven billion people, except for the Academy. <laughs> except for the Academy. <laughs> yeah. All right, now on to the next supporting role, which is best supporting actor. The uh, nominees for this one is Brian Tree Henry. Tyree Henry. Tyree, damn close. Not even. For Causeway, uh, Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans, Brent, uh, Brendan Gleeson for Banshees of Inertion. Inertion. Damn it. Barry Keown of Banshees of. Damn it, I just said it as well. It's an Irish Irish thing. Don't worry. Inertion. Yeah, there you go. That's good. Yeah. You said the accent as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how I need to say it. <laughs> and Ki Hu Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. And the winner for this was Ki Hu Kwan. Thoughts? Deserving? This one's good. I don't know if you've seen the his speech. No, I haven't seen any speeches. Yeah. When you get the chance, go and see his speech, man. It is just like oh, so heartwarming. You know, it got it got me in the feels and oh, you could just see how much this meant to him, eh? Like you, you, we know his story enough and we know his uh, comeback and how he he nearly gave up on his dream of being an actor and stuff like that. And so for him to just get this recognition and what it's going to do for his career now that he's won, I think it's just it's just one of those really heartwarming stories on you. Yeah, <clears throat> never giving up on something that you want to happen. Mm-hmm. Eventually, things will be right and you'll fall where you need to fall. Um, and you know, he gave it his all and everything, everywhere all at once. He's completely deserving of it. You know, we, we spoke about it last week on our predictions and the versatility of his role. I think it carries the movie, uh, far more than anything else. Yeah. Um, far any other, than any other performance. I'll say that. Um, but yeah, no, he's, he's just brilliant. He completely deserves it. You know, the benches of inertia and duo here, they are really good as well so i wouldn't have been upset but i I, yeah i want i wanted key to win um by the time the oscars played um and that's because i haven't seen causeway or the fablemans to really give a impression on anyone else Mm. yeah Yeah. i'm I'm pretty much there on the same boat with you i think the way key like transitioned from being like that badass sort of um martial artist multiverse guy to like suddenly changing to like that scared like husband Mm. was just flawless and like even in the um, physical side of things, I'm not sure if you use the stunt double or not. Um, but like the oh, good. yeah, it looked yeah. really good <laughs> from him in terms of like the fighting scenes and whatnot. So yeah, he, he definitely deserved to win this, and I think yeah, yeah, I, I'm happy that the Academy recognised his um, work. hundred oh, percent, no doubt from me. Yeah, it's to make up for supporting actress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> best adapted screenplay. The nominees for this was All Quiet on the Western Front, 
Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking. And the winner for this one is Women Talking. Um, I haven't seen Women Talking, so I don't know if it deserves it or not. I haven't seen Living as well. But in terms of screenplay, Top Gun Maverick, Glass Onion, The Knives Out Mystery, All Quiet on the Western Front, I think they are... They're not that strong or compelling when it comes to the screenplay. I think, you know, something like Top Gun, it's, it's a heartwarming, noble story. Yeah. All Quiet on the West Front, it's, it's pretty basic in terms of its, in terms of its screenplay. It's your kind of, you're just your solid war thing. It thrives in the technical aspects, not really in its dialogue. Yeah. And Glass Onion, it's, it's not even better than Knives Out. Um, and as far as its mystery goes. Yeah. Um, so when I do come to watch Woman Talking, and I will, I have a strong impression that I'll probably find this to be the worthy winner based on what I've heard. Yeah, it is the worthy winner yeah. for a fact. Um, the mm. dialogue throughout this film was fantastic. I didn't enjoy the film. I found it really boring, and it's my personal taste um, for films. Are you want men talking? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Get cancelled if I answer that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think when I was watching Woman Talking, I just couldn't help but think of Twelve Angry Angry Men, and how it was like very similar. Like um, oh, yeah. Twelve Angry Men was set in like pretty much one room mm. with um, a large cast. This was similar. Like it, they went in that room the whole time. Yeah. But like it was just a big or large amount of cast members yeah. in such a small space. Just talking with this fantastic dialogue. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm quite happy with Woman Talking one. That's good. That's a big comparison. I love that movie. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I got confused. Like, Woman Talking or 12 Angry Men? But then I clicked. Oh, no, yeah, it's no. 12 Angry. Um, <laughs> next category is Best Original Screenplay. And the nominees are The Banshees of Inertion, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. And the winner for this one was... Everything, everywhere, all at once. It's winning everything. Yeah, everywhere. All at once. <laughs> <laughs> not editing, though. Oh, no, I did win editing. But yeah, one yeah. editing. Not, that was Top Gun that didn't win. How dare you rub that in my face? <laughs> um, I haven't seen Fablemans or Tar. Um, I feel like if I watched Fablemans, that would probably be my preferred winner. Mm-hmm. Um, Triangle of Sadness. It goes back to what we said last week. In terms of what like should win this category, um, I think Triangle of Sadness is the most interesting and absurd and has like a lot of underlying thought-provoking elements to it, uh, much more than Everything Everywhere and Banshee of Inertia. I'm not mad that Everything Everywhere All at Once won it. It's just that, yeah, again, it's just the one where there are better competitors for this one. Yeah. But not particularly a strong year in terms of screenplay, in terms of original and adapted. Mm. But what everything everywhere has to do is just, there's a lot that it had to do in terms of it, its concept and making it make sense and yeah. having those, having the, the main story there and having, you know, those underlying elements and subtext to it and, and commentary on different things. It does a lot and it does do it mostly successfully. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's a worthy winner. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, I probably would have given it to the Fablemans, 
Yeah. I thought that screenplay was um, really good when I watched it. Mm. Um, even Triangle of Sadness, like, that's a fantastic film. But, yeah. again, I, I can't complain with everything everywhere all at once winning this one because the, the screenplay in that is really good. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Right, now we're coming into the big boys. Yeah. So, the first one is Best Director. And the nominees are Martin Mc, McDonough. McDonough? Mm-hmm. Yep. And the Banshees of Inertia, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Sh- Shinehurt. I don't know. Sh- yeah. The Daniels. The Daniels. Yeah. For everything, everywhere, all at once. Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans. Tob Field for Tar. And Ruben Osland for Triangle of Sadness. And the winner for this one was The Daniels. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I agree with this one. It, I think it's a good pick. Um mm. Yeah, like, it's just what I just said before, you know. Um, everything this movie had to do, um, and then in terms of its story, it had to do a lot. And then you got to consider, and this is working on an indie budget, you know. You, yeah. You're not working with a Marvel budget with $200 yeah. million, um, And somehow the, the directing is a lot better in this movie than a $200 million movie. Um, and it looks better and edited better and everything. That's another story, though. But... Yeah. To do what they did with uh, limitations, not an unlimited pile of cash, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty incredible. Um, you know, it's wildly creative and full of new ideas, and it's just got, you know, good commentary about you know, good values and and ethics, and and the story is compelling as well. It's just. It's just a lot, and it is edited well, and it's you know it's it's shot well. The VFX for I think they had a team of like five VFX yeah. artists. It looks great for that, especially when you see like, you know, the cracked glass and the different yeah. shades of her in the multiverse. It's just yeah, crazily done. It's juggling all that kind of stuff with again limitations on you know the independent side of filmmaking. I think it's uh. Very impressive. I would love to see what the Daniels can do with, you know, a big budget. Bigger budget. Yeah. yeah. And obviously full creative control. Yeah. Do they not have full creative control here? Or are you just saying? No, no, they would. But, oh. you know, lo- studios love to like... Middle. To take away. Yeah, yeah, middle. Yeah. Be like, oh, it should be like that. I'm like, these guys just want an Oscar. Like, yeah. So. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not hating on this one either. I think the Daniels definitely um, deserved it. Uh, Steven Spielberg. Um I thought he he was fantastic the mm. way that he brought everything um, for the Fablemans, and I guess that's because it's basically loose on his life. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> which is why it's that good. Um, Definitely. Either one of those two, I would have been happy winning. Um, yeah. Anyone else, I'll just be like, nah. Ruben Osland for Triangle Sadness. Oh yeah, I forgot have, about have that. Have you seen Tar yet? Yeah. You saw Tar. Yeah. yeah. I don't think much of it. I thought Tar had a good uh, screenplay, but yeah, it was pretty. Uh... Meh. No, yeah, just dull. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the Daniels definitely definitely deserve that one. Yeah. All right. Three categories to go. Yes, so. Uh, and we have... <coughs> Jesus. <coughs> we have Best Actor. And the nominees are Colin Farrell and Banshees of Inertia, Austin Butler and Elvis, Brendan Fraser and The Whale, Paul Mescal and Aftersun, and Bill Nighy and Living. And the winner was, is, Brendan Fraser in The Whale. 
Shit, he won. He did. Yeah. The comeback's alive. The comeback's alive. It was very much like um, Key's moment for Everything Everywhere. Yeah. Um, both very emotional, both thinking they were out of the industry and, you know, they've come back and they've both won Oscars for and for a role that, you know, they didn't they didn't expect. Um, yeah, just it's just another one that I was very uh, heartwarmed by to, to see and be emotional and overwhelmed in that moment. I, th- I think it's always an incredible story when something like that happens. Yeah. Um, it's always that, that underdog, underdog story yeah. for me that kind of like gets me going, I guess. Um, personal opinion aside, I think he is the second strongest one here. I just think Elston Butler is just a touch better um, because, you know, embodying Elvis is, is not an easy thing to do. And yeah. like the persona that he has, plus the musical talent that he's really singing there, he's moving the as accent well. as well. It's just all of it coming together for such a, a massive, you know, triumphant, versatile performance. Yeah. Brendan Fraser is, you know, he's really gut-wrenching in it. He sells it and it's completely compelling. Yeah. Like, he's very, very strong. And so I'm not mad at all that he was, he won for this one. Um, and I, I've, I haven't seen Paul Mescal and After Sun or with Bill Niley and Living. And, and Colin Farrell... He's good. He's really good in bench domination. But I think, yeah, Austin Butler and Brendan Fraser, they had that one in the bag and they were just fighting over it. Yeah. Austin Austin Butler's time will come. So I'm glad Brendan Fraser got the one. Yeah, he's very young. Yeah, well. yeah, definitely. But yeah, uh, I thought Austin Butler was going to win it as well. Just mm. pretty much like he captured the persona of Elvis so well. And as you said, like there was no lips, lip syncing when he was singing. It was actually... Austin Butler singing yeah. with, with that Elvis accent as well, which, yep. it's crazy, you know, it's, yeah. it's one thing to do an accent and talk like now, yeah. and it's another thing to sing, but to combine them both is difficult and Something impressive. Different. But yeah. yeah, I'm happy Brendan Fraser won though. I'm sure like everyone else in the world, it's yeah. just a heartfelt, mm. good win. Yeah. You know? I'll, I'll say this. I think it's nice <clears throat> that Brendan Fraser won, not because it's Brendan Fraser's comeback story and whatnot. It's that I started, I, I am starting to notice like a trend with, an actor dedicating themselves to like a musical legend. You know, we saw it with Rami Malek and, you yeah. know, now we're seeing with Austin Butler. I think there's another one and they're, they're just very easy Oscar baity kind of performances. Yeah. Despite how good they may be. It's just nice to see like a really emotional kind of powerful, uh, really empathetic kind of performance get the win over the, the musical biopic performance. Yeah. yeah so yeah, Pretty much. It's good to see that balance come back a little bit more. Yeah. The other one you were thinking of was Taron Egerton in Rocketman. That's the one, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. That's actor now to actress. So the nominees for this category was Kate Blanchett in Tar, Anna Diamas in Blonde, Andrea Riseborough in To Leslie, Michelle Williams in The Fableman, and Michelle Yeoh in Everything Everywhere All at Once. And I'm sure you guys get the trend. The winner for this one was Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All At Once. Yep. it's uh, This one was a, quite a close uh, category. Andrea um, Riseborough and To Leslie, that got investigated and in how it got nominated. Really? Have you heard about that story? No. Apparently, like, um, her and her friends or, like, the crew, um, and don't quote me on this, they sent, like, the screener to a bunch of, like, insiders inside uh the award circle like the academy voters yeah because acting 
the Academy invites actors to be to vote for the acting category alone. Mm-hmm. And so they sent to a bunch of them and kind of like people think that they, she persuaded them to get the nomination and stuff like that. It was just kind of people felt like it's a dirty way to campaign your own performance yep. in film. Um, so the whole Academy investigated that and they said, oh, we're not going to do any further like deep dive into this. But I think they're going to be a little bit more stringent in how they allow films to campaign from now on. That's why you haven't heard of her or you haven't heard of that movie. Am I correct? No. Exactly. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it came out of left field for everybody. But Michelle Yeoh and everything, everywhere, all at once, a very deserving win. Um, and I've only seen her. Wow. Yeah, I've only seen her. I've seen a little bit of Kate Blanchett, who seems pretty incredible so far. Yeah. But not the type of performance that uh, beats the kind of, you know, craziness and ridiculousness of Michelle Yeoh's performance, which is just completely yeah. erratic, but has such a, you know, a soulful center to it. Yeah. That's just, it's really grounded, but like just as silly. And it's, yeah, yeah. I really loved her performance in it. And, you know, I, I believe she's the first Asian to win um, the best actress thing in 95 years. So that, that's, oh, that's cool good. to see. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely deserved to win that one. Mm. Um, she had, like the, her emotions throughout the entire film was just, Fantastic, you know, from super serious to lighthearted to, yeah, to yeah. you know, the emotional sadness and stuff. She balanced that very well across every scene she was in. Like, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It was fantastic. I did enjoy Michelle Williams in The Fableman. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick a second, it would probably be her or Kate Blanchett. Right, Anna DMS. thought you loved her performance. Yeah, I did until I watched Tara and The Fablemans. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Like, Anna DMS was really good. You're but... rooting for her for like <laughs> months. Yeah. I always have, it's always like best actress where I like, have a favorite like last year was like Christian Stewart and Spencer. Yes, that like yes. I saw earlier and I was like, no, she has to win it. Yeah. Then this year was Anna and Blonde. Who did win last year? I can't remember. Not Christian Stewart. She should have won from memory. I don't know who could have been there. Another. Oh, we'll look it up later. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And now the big one: Best Picture for 2022 at the Oscars. The nominees were. All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inertion, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Woman Talking. God, that's a lot of nominations. <laughs> I thought you were sighing because you sighed and then said Woman Talking. I was like, oh, whoa. No, I was sighing. What did that movie do to you? <laughs> I was sighing because I was getting out of breath there. <laughs> And, uh, the, and the winner for this was Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah, it really did win Everything Everywhere. Not All at Once because it's too long of a show. It's four, hour, four and a half hours. Um, this I really loved all the nominations here. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't even know what I'd replace with some of them. I haven't seen Women Talking and I haven't seen Tar or Fablemans. Um, and I don't know much that would replace this. Um and it's just, it's well balanced. You know, you got your multi-billion dollar blockbusters here. You got, yeah. you know, uh, independent films here. You even got, you know, international films. films. Yeah, it's it's crazy, crazy balanced. I really like that. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. It's hard to be mad at this winning. Um, I think it's one of the, like the worthy ones. I think I would have, you know, in terms of the worthy ones, it'd be Top Gun Maverick, everything, everywhere. And 
Uh, all quiet on the Western Front. No, probably not all quiet on the Western Front. I'd probably just have Top Gun Maverick there. If I was to see Faberman's or Tar, or the full picture of Tar, I guess, mm-hmm. my opinion would probably change. Um, yeah, all quiet on the Western Front. I think it's just a technical masterpiece. Uh, it doesn't have the full package to really get the win. Avatar, The Way of the Water, same kind of deal there. Yeah. Um, the, the story isn't strong enough. You could create the narrative on how it, uh, you know, brought people together for $2.3 billion. Um, mm. But yeah, again, the box office doesn't, shouldn't translate to quality. Benches of Inertia, I just, this won nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Got a nominated for a lot as well. Yeah, yeah. Banshees won nothing. Alvis won nothing. Fableman's won nothing. Triangle of Sadness won nothing either. I, I don't like when Oscars go this way, when it's just kind of like two films dominating. Yeah. I like it being a mixed bag. Um, but yeah, poor, poor Alvis. I wanted Alvis to win something. <laughs> I think it deserves a couple of those categories that we mentioned at the start. Uh, but yeah, no, everything, everywhere, all at once. It's a, it's a great movie. It has everything. It kind of nails every kind of aspect of filmmaking to a, at least satisfying degree. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a best picture, you know, you need to, you need to do that. Some of these movies are, are lacking in some areas and excelling at others that are better than everything everywhere. But in terms of consistency across the board, I think everything everywhere might be the one that's 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 it. The yeah. consistent. <coughs> yeah. It was good in all aspects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what what do you think about these? Yeah, I'm su- I'm surprised the whales are not on here. I thought that would have been nominated for Best Picture. That got like that, that's rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a good I, film. I don't know why. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, it's weird. Oh, shocking. All right. Anyway, yeah, I think everything, every wall at once was definitely the... Oh, Joe, 65%, sorry. Oh, close enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything, every wall at once was definitely like the worthy one out of here. Mm. Um, top Gun Maverick was also fantastic. Same with the Fablemans. Yeah. I'd say that would be my top three yeah. to win. Um, so yeah, can't really hate on that. On that. Um, I'm with you on Avatar. I think it was more of a technical spectacle than a... In a story spectacle. <laughs> You're the one that smiled. <laughs> I thought you were just going to start shitting on story, which is a good story, by the way. It's it is. Not, no. Yeah. It's better than the first, that's for sure. But yeah. I think there's other films that probably could have gotten um, that nomination. Over Avatar? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Like what? <laughs> I want to say The Whale, but after you said it's like 67%, I was like, well, really? It's, it's still your opinion at the end of the day. That's true. I think I think the whale would be the next pick if one of these movies didn't exist. And the yeah. whale would probably be up there for me, actually. Um, yeah. If I had to remove one, oh, this is actually hard. Maybe Banshees of Inertia. I don't think I really vibed yeah. with that movie much at all. I didn't really understand what I was trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. And like when it started to get really good and like you could see some direction from it, yeah. it's, the film ended and you're just like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, it always depends on how you view a best picture, how you view a film. I think with something like All Quiet, Avatar, and Elvis, they, they excel so incredibly in very technical side of it. Yeah. And I love the technical side of, of filmmaking. You know, there's, that's why the blockbusters that feel like indie movies are the best things for me, like yeah. stuff like, you know, Dunkirk and shit like that. I, they're always, I, that is part of the experience. And if I have a, big experience in a cinema like I did with 
Avatar and Top Gun, they, they just elevate how I feel about it so much more. Um, but Banshee of Inertia, it didn't really do much for me on any kind of spectrum. Um, mm. The acting would be the best part about it for me. And before, like, all this Oscar stuff, that was, like, one of the favorites for this as well. Yeah, yeah. I I, I believe it was, like, quite high on, like, all yeah. of the, the categories. Yeah. In terms of, like, you know, the odds and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it, I think it was always, like, a second and third place kind of movie. Yeah. And not winning in any aspect at all. Yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't even put it in second or third. After yeah. saying, like, I'll put Triangle of Sanders over there. Over there. I put Avatar over Banshees. Yeah. Personally as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think Triangle of Sadness, it, it's had a good run. It had a great run. It did. Yeah. Um, to get Best Picture and Director and Screenplay, bro, I think that's all it got. Those are like three major categories. They are. Yeah. yeah. And it's just not one I'd expect to get nominated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sleeper hit off the air. All Quiet. I'd, I'd put that as my sleeper hit. But that came out of nowhere and won four Oscars. Like, That's true. Yeah. But when we saw it, we were like raving about it. We triangle, I didn't even know it existed or was nominated until we, until we actually saw it like a few weeks ago. Yeah, that, that, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Sweet ass guys, that would do us today on our Let's Be Real podcast special, the Oscars Roundup. I hope you enjoyed our show, wherever you may be listening from. And hopefully we can get your thoughts on the Oscars and hope you enjoy that show as well. Um, if you have any burning questions about this episode or the Oscars in general, or if you agree with uh, our opinions or you disagree, head over to uh, oh Jesus, head over to um, our social media platforms, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Pinterest. Just flick us a message, and we'll respond quite quickly. Or if you're feeling old school, swing by moviegains.com and sign up for our newsletter. We've got all the latest box office stats, Oscar predictions, film and 4K reviews, and a whole lot more. And hey, if you love today's episode and want to check out more, head over to Spotify or wherever you get your podcast from and uh, listen to us on there. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in today. Catch you on the next episode with Movie Games. See you later. See you, guys.